Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts. Or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of projectlifemastery.com internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stephen James from Project Life Mastery and today I'm gonna share with you five money mistakes that I wish I didn't make in my 20s. I think we can all relate to making some poor financial decisions at some stage of our lives. I definitely have a share of mine that I'm gonna share with you guys from my early 20s that if I could go back, do it over, I definitely would. But you can't do anything about the past but learn from it. And so I've learned, I've grown, and hopefully my mistakes can serve as a warning to you of what not to do, and hopefully for you it can help better position you for success and prosperity and financial freedom in your future. And so um, my purpose here with Project Life Mastery is always to share with you guys what I've learned, my experiences, so that hopefully it can benefit you. I've had a lot of successes and also failures, but oftentimes you learn a lot more from failure than you do from success. And so with that being said, let's dive in. I'm gonna share with you guys the five mistakes that I made that if I could go back, do it over, improve, grow from it, I definitely would. Now the first one, and this is a very common one that I think a lot of people can relate to, was the mistake of getting in credit card debt. 
Credit card debt is the worst. Credit card debt is a hole that I dug for myself that's very difficult to get out of because the interest rates that these credit card companies charge, in my opinion, is criminal. I mean, 19% interest rate, I mean, it's so hard to get yourself out of that situation um, once you've dug yourself that hole. And so that was the case for me in my early 20s. And I essentially was not responsible with my money. I didn't track or manage my money. And I had money coming in, but because I didn't really track how much I had coming in, I just started spending money. And I started spending more than I had coming in. And so um, it wasn't, and oftentimes when you know you're getting in debt, which was the case for me, I avoided it. You know, I avoided looking at it, facing it, confronting it. And so I'd get my, my bills and my statements every month, but I, I knew I was in debt. I was just so afraid to know how much. And uh, it wasn't until eventually I decided to confront it and face it head on and say, you know what? I'm responsible for this, took ownership, responsibility for putting myself in that situation. I was able to change it and create a plan and a strategy to get out of it. But definitely that was a mistake that I made. Now, really when I look back at it, um, I'm grateful for that experience. And you know, for you, whatever mistakes that you've made, I always try to interpret it in a more positive way because it's because of that mistake that I made getting in debt. Man, I learned from that. I learned some valuable lessons that will ensure that I never put myself in that situation again. You know, so that's the benefit and the value that's come from that experience has made me more responsible with my money. And, you know, I'm grateful that I, at least I experienced that in my 20s and I don't have to go through that at this stage of my life or at some other point where maybe that hole I would have dug for myself would have been so big that the only way out is filing for bankruptcy. So I don't know what age you are watching this. I titled this video for my 20s, but you might be in your 20s or 30s or 40s or whatever. Either way, Avoiding credit card debt at all costs is something that's gonna serve you well in your life. Um, so for me, the way I was able to get myself out of that situation, I actually did another video going into this, is I was able to find a credit card that accepted a balance transfer and they actually incentivized me and had a promotion that if I transfer my balance from one credit card to the other, that'd give me like a year of 0% interest. And so with that transfer that I did, I moved my money, my balance to another card, 0% interest for 12 months. That saved me the 19% that I would have had to otherwise pay. And I really gave myself those 12 months to be as resourceful as I possibly could, making sacrifices in my life, sleeping on my friend's couch in his living room, um, and humbling myself in a huge way to be able to get myself out of that situation that I put myself in. So that was a huge mistake. Um, you know, since then I've learned there's good debt and there's bad debt. I don't think that all debt is bad. Um, debts where you're just, like credit card debt is bad. Such a high interest debt, that's something that you want to avoid. But if you can get debt and use debt and other people's money as leverage that has a low interest rate and you can use that money to invest it in an asset like real estate, then it could be worthwhile for you because you know, for example, I bought this property that I'm in right now. I'll do another video sharing with you guys this, uh, this vacation home that I bought here in downtown Vancouver, but I got a mortgage for it and the interest rate, rate was so low. Interest rates are so low right now. That's one of the reasons why I decided to buy this property. I think uh, for me, it's like 1.14% uh, five year as a variable uh, loan. And um, you know, with this place, it's gonna appreciate more than the 1% or whatever it is that my interest rate is. And so I'm borrowing a large sum of money at such a low rate and it's gonna appreciate at a much higher rate than that. Same thing you know, by, uh, by not having all my money tied up into a real estate property like this, 
well, I can borrow money at a low rate and I could take the other money that I'd have and I can invest it in stocks or other investments that can give me a 10% return. And so knowing how to use leverage in an intelligent way and doing the math on it, borrowing money and, 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 and getting into some debt um, can actually be a huge advantage for you that can help you accelerate your wealth. But you have to use debt in an intelligent way and really know what you're doing and be very careful about digging yourself a hole. Uh, for me, the only debt that I have is mortgages for investment properties, and I use that intelligently, but credit card debt, I stay away from. Uh, I did at one point have a, a car loan for uh, a car that I had purchased, and you know the interest rate was quite low for that, so it did make sense, because then I could have my money invested in other assets and vehicles. And so those are valuable lessons that I've learned, but really just staying away from credit card debt is the most important thing that I could share with you guys. Um, if you don't have the money to buy something, don't buy it, okay? Don't use your credit card for it if you don't have it, and uh, be smart, be conservative around your finances, and that will serve you well long-term. So that's the first mistake. Now, the second mistake that I made in my 20s was spending money on things that really provided no long-term value in my life. Uh, spending money on video games, entertainment, going out drinking, alcohol, going out for dinners, uh, you know, enjoying appetizers and desserts and, and things like that which are okay to enjoy once in a while but um, when you are um, overly consumed with that and you're spending all your money on that, then in my opinion, that's not responsible. Um, that really set me back a lot in terms of where I could be right now in my life financially because um, you know, I had money coming in and I was just kind of living paycheck to paycheck. The money that I had coming in every two weeks was going out the door. I was just spending it. And oftentimes, I was looking forward to my paycheck because the weekend's coming around. I get paid on Friday. This weekend, I can spend my paycheck and go out with my friends and party. And what I found is that a lot of those things that I was indulging in and spending money in, they were kind of like empty calories. They're things that I look back upon in my life now at 35 years old. I look back at the money that I just kind of wasted on things in my early 20s, I'm like, I can't even remember those moments and those days and those experiences, especially when you're consuming alcohol, you don't remember it at all. And if instead of just spending my money on eating out and you know these immediate instant gratifications that gave me pleasure in the moment, instead of spending my money on those things, if I had instead saved that money, delayed gratification, and maybe I invested that money into a stock, or an index fund, or something that would appreciate in value long term, or maybe if I invested it more into myself, you know, in books and knowledge and programs and courses and men mentors and seminars, etc., then those are things that provide long term value in my life that would better serve me today at 35 or when I'm in my 50s and 60s and beyond that, especially when you really understand the power of compounding, the power of investing your money and then allowing it to grow and be reinvested over a long period of time. That you know, $100 that I blew in a weekend could really be worth so much more if I had invested that wisely by the time I'm 60 years old and it compounds over that period of time. That can make a huge difference in the quality of my life. And so there's a lot of things like that that I just kind of wasted money on. I was not responsible with my money. And I'm not like anti-fun and saying, you know, you got to save every dollar that you make and, you know, not have any fun in your life. There's a balance of it, obviously. But for me, I think it was just uh, irresponsible because I wasn't saving, I wasn't investing as much as I should have and using my money in an intelligent way. 
And so that cost me. That was something that I definitely regret and uh, definitely something that I would do over again if I could. Now, I think there's some things that are worth investing in, okay? I shared with you investing in assets, stocks, other companies, real estate, your own business. Those are things that will appreciate in value, okay? They're not empty calories that you just spend money in and then that money's gone. It provides no other value for you except for that immediate pleasure that you got that maybe only lasted for 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour at most, Right, so for me, um, you know, investing in assets, investing in myself, even things like traveling. I don't view something as tra- like traveling or even, um, you know, ex- a certain quality experiences in your life as a poor investment. I-, I actually think that is something that is worthwhile because when you travel the world, you grow so much, you learn so much. It's one of the best ways of gaining an education. And when you travel, nobody ever regrets traveling the world and seeing the world and going to different cultures. And the same thing, you know, for me, if there's like a really amazing concert or a really amazing event or experience, then sure, life is meant to be lived and you want to enjoy that. I'm talking more about the things that, you know, going out to, you know, expensive restaurants or just drinking every weekend. Those are things that over time, once in a while is okay, but over time, you're just throwing your money down the toilet and it's, it's hurting you long term financially in your life. So that is something that um, I've learned and uh, you know, I've also learned that if you can delay that gratification, then hey, once you're in your 30s or 40s or 50s, then you can really enjoy your life a lot more because you were smart with your money in your 20s. And so for me, I've been willing to make those sacrifices in my life and always think ahead and still have a balance of still having some enjoyment along the journey. So that's what I've learned. Now the third thing, the third mistake that I made was not educating myself about money or investing. Just not even knowing about it, not even making it a priority in my life. You know, money is something that, you know, obviously is an important part of life. And if you neglect it, if you avoid it, if you just say and have a story, I'm not good with money and I'm gonna give that responsibility to someone else or you just, you know, don't um, allow yourself to be responsible with it, then you're gonna pay a price at some point in your life. And so for me, in my early 20s, I, I didn't care about money. I didn't focus on it, I didn't put any attention into it. I made money and I just spent it. I didn't think long-term in my life. And it wasn't until I started educating myself that it made all the difference. You know, really understanding what money is and how to generate money and how to add value. And you know, really money is just the byproduct of value that you add either to your employer You know, so if you improve yourself, become more valuable, and you add more value, you get paid more. You get paid in proportion to the value that you add to the marketplace. Same thing with the business. If I add value to people's lives, I create a product, content, something, and I innovate that is better than everything else out there, and I'm providing value, then money will follow that. So really understanding how money works and how to make money, um, but also understanding how to manage money, you know, which was I was not good at becoming a good money manager, really learning um, how to be on top of my finances, learning about real estate, learning about stocks, learning about business, learning about marketing, and really improving my skills that could help me generate more wealth in my future. Those are all things that was a mistake not learning early enough, and unfortunately, I didn't learn that in school. I'm not sure if you did or not, but I wish schools educate people uh, about these things because I think people would be a lot better off. Uh, my parents, you know, were not good with money. Were uh, actually uh, went through a bankruptcy when I was younger, which was very painful to go through. Had to sell our house that my dad built. Um, it was really challenging, but um, they never taught me about money. And so, for me, I had to learn about money through reading books, 
you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki and, uh, you know, The Millionaire Fast Lane by uh, MJ DeMarco and, uh, you know, Thinking Grow Rich and The Richest Man in Babylon, all these classic books that I started devouring and I became educated about money, especially, you know, if you study uh, Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he really demonstrates the difference between how the poor think and how the rich think. And I had a lot of poor beliefs, a lot of poor habits in my life that weren't serving me in my life. And so I had to make that shift and making that shift made all the difference for me. So not educating myself about money, investing, I think that's a huge mistake. And uh, the more that you put it off, the more that you avoid it, you're just kind of uh, making it harder for yourself longer because the sooner that you get this handled in your life, and you become educated, the sooner you're going to make better decisions with your money and you'll benefit from it. In your- this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Your future. Now, the fourth mistake that I made is not investing enough in myself or in my future. So let me show what I mean on this. Um, I did thankfully invest uh, when I was 18 years old. I read a book called um, uh, it was called The Wealthy Barber by uh, I forget what his name was. The Wealthy Barber is a Canadian author. David Shilton, David Shilton. And uh, I read this book. Actually, my brother gave me this book and recommended that I read it. And it taught me about mutual funds and it, it kind of talked about compounding and things like that. So I did make an investment, $500 at that time, in a mutual fund, at Bank of Montreal. And that was one of the best things that I did. And I did make some good decisions in my 20s for sure. Um, but, um, but not investing enough really cost me. Because I look at my portfolio today and where I'm at, and man, I think if I was willing to invest more back in those days in my 20s, I'd be in a much greater position today. So not investing enough, um, not saving enough, uh, that was something that was a mistake for me. And then also I'd say not investing enough into myself. You know, I did do a lot of personal development, obviously, in my 20s and even when I got into it when I was 17 years old. And I'm grateful for that because all those investments that I did make is what has contributed to the life that I live today. But I often go back and I think to myself, man, if I invested more in certain opportunities that I know were presented to me, if I said yes to them rather than no and let my fear and my scarcity prevent me from taking advantage of those opportunities, my life would be so much greater today. And so I remember one specific moment, I was in Las Vegas at a seminar it was a business seminar and I was learning a lot, I was having a great time and I met this guy there who was one of the top guys in my industry and uh, this guy invited me to go to this mastermind that he's hosting in Los Angeles and he said all these top people are going to be there and he went through the whole list of people that I respected and looked up to and he sent me an invitation to come but it was an amazing opportunity but I decided to say no to it which I regret to this day. Um, because man, I looked at it, I was like, man, I've got to, you know, change my flight and I've got to fly to Los Angeles now and it's going to cost me this amount of money. And I had fear and I had scarcity 
that prevented me from taking advantage of an opportunity that really would have benefited my life in an incredible way, really would have accelerated my business and my career and my progress in my life. But I let my fear stop me. And that's one example, but I've got many others um, in my 20s that I wish I said yes to. I wish that I made that investment myself. And yes, it would have been uncomfortable to cancel and change my flight. It would have cost me a certain amount of money. It would have been tough. I was exhausted and really would have had to push myself to go to this event. But if I was willing to do that and go through what was difficult, the pain of that, yes, it would have been tough, but it would have been worth it looking at the long-term gain and benefit that I would have received in my life by making that decision. So those are things that I regret. Those are things that if I could go back and do over again, I would have said yes to more of those opportunities that were really investments in myself, my life, my future, my financial well-being, my career, my business, all of that, and not let my fear stop me as much as it did. So now don't get me wrong. If you guys follow me, you know that I've done a lot of investments in myself in my 20s and a lot of you know investment of my time into reading and learning and growing. But if I could uh, do it over again, I would have done more of that, knowing especially now seeing the benefit of those decisions now in my life. You know, the benefit you get from these investments you make today, guys, in personal development will pay tenfold for you 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Sometimes you don't really see the true benefit of certain knowledge or insights or distinctions or habits or behaviors in your life until many years down the road. Okay, so trust me on that, guys. Um, say yes more to opportunities. If you ever saw that movie with Jim Carrey called Yes Man, where he just says yes to everything, that's a good example to some extent, you know, within reason, obviously, but um, you know, that's something that I think can serve you well. Now, the fifth mistake that I made in my 20s was making too risky decisions, I'd say, uh, too risky of investments, and really kind of chasing, trying to get rich quick. Okay, trying to pursue opportunities that were too good to be true. Um, I think that that mentality has a lot of dangers to it because you're trying to shortcut the process. You're trying to shortcut the hard work, the patience, the development of what you have to go through to actually become successful and to be worthy and deserving of that success. And for me, when I first got into internet marketing, um, you know, there was opportunities to get rich quick that. I was pursuing, but they cost me long-term. They um, kind of set unrealis unrealistic expectations for me. They set me up for disappointment and failure. They were teaching kind of gimmicks and tricks and tactics that were not sustainable or lasting. Uh, they're more gray hat type of things that um, you know were kind of like borderline unethical. And I kind of got lost in that and made some poor decisions from that. Um, and so for me, what I kind of learned from that is not trying to chase, and the same thing goes, I'd say, with investing too. I see some opportunities that people share with me. Oh my gosh, you can make this kind of return by investing in this company. You can make all this money by putting all your money in cryptocurrency. And you know, for me, I'm, I, I kind of reel myself in from that, and I kind of remind myself that the better approach oftentimes is just, just trying to get rich slow, you know, just by making smart, conservative, intelligent decisions over a long period of time, and that's really what will equal long-term wealth and financial freedom. And I know for me, uh, one specific mistake that I made, I can share with you guys, is I had a friend who um, worked for this real estate development company here in Vancouver, and so he would get a lot of pre-market deals, um, essentially deals through his company that he could buy these properties while before they go on the market as they're being developed, and then he would flip the property once 
you know, once the development's done and it's on the market. And he had borrowed money from friends and family. He'd done this many times before. And um, he was making some pretty decent money from that. And so he pursued me and said, hey, Stefan, are you interested? Uh, will you loan me money for a deal that I have coming up? And he said, I have guaranteed receivables coming in three months. And so I'll pay you back in three months and I'll give you like 30% annualized return or something, something pretty high. And so for me, it was a very attractive opportunity. Oh my gosh, I got to invest this amount of money in three months. I'm going to get a 30% annualized return from that. I thought, and you know, someone that I trust as well. And so for me, it was, it was a good opportunity, but I didn't really realize the risk of it. And so I was smart enough to get a lawyer involved and to actually have a written agreement um, between me and this, this friend of mine. And the amount of money that I loaned, lent him was about $130,000. So it was not a small chunk of change. And uh, I had lent him this money and sure enough, you know, the deal went uh, sideways and actually the development company that he worked for, the owner of the company turned out being this fraudulent guy, criminal guy. Uh, It was this big thing that was in the news and the media with this development firm and this owner. And he was able to pay back, I think like $40,000. But years later, you know, hadn't paid back that money. And eventually, just I think two years ago, he went bankrupt and he got a letter from his bankruptcy lawyer and uh, he pretty much had no assets whatsoever, my friend. So it was really tough uh, situation to go through, to lose that money. And I've had other things like that too, where private lending opportunities or just kind of investments that, um, you know, obviously that was the worst one that I had made and I hadn't made anything that sizable or significant since then. But there's certain things like that, even in the stock market, that I've learned to be careful about. And that's why I try to always stick to more of a conservative approach, you know, really sticking to index funds, being diversified with that. And then, you know, building my portfolio based on index funds and then individual stocks, but they're all large cap stocks, the biggest companies in the world. And then there's a time and place for more risky investments, but it's a very small percentage of my portfolio. And so that's something that served me well and that I've learned. And that's, you know, I do invest in volatile and risky investments like cryptocurrency, uh, you know, small cap companies and stocks, um, emerging certain emerging markets and and industries like cannabis, for example, there's certain things like that that I invest in. I understand the risk and the volatility of it, but it's a small amount of my portfolio. And I primarily focus on more of a conservative approach where I'm trying to make sure I'm not losing money and I'm not swaying too much from my overall strategy and jumping into opportunities that are too good to be true, that have too much risk that are going to lose me money or just really take away from investing in what I know. You know, something that Warren Buffett talks about is investing in what you know. And when you start investing in things that you don't know, you don't understand just because it sounds good or people are telling you about it or it's popular in the media, then that's something that uh, for me has led to some uh, poor, poor decisions financially. And so for me at the position that I'm in is getting a lot of opportunities that sure, yes, I could have taken advantage to some and made a lot more money from. You know, I, uh, I, I'm very mindful of uh, making sure that I am, uh, I've got a good strategy to ensure that I preserve my wealth and my assets and I don't go too far away from, uh, you know, my strategy and just trying to chase high returns and trying to get rich quick type of thing. So those are the five things that uh, were mistakes, things that I've learned. Uh, I'm grateful that these mistakes that I made did not uh, dictate, um, you know, my long-term future. They're mistakes that were manageable. There are mistakes that I learned from, I've grown from, 
they weren't mistakes that you know wiped me out completely or anything like that or dug too big of a hole. They're mistakes that were painful, but painful enough for me to learn the lesson. And thankfully, I applied those lessons in my life, and that's why I've been able to make the changes that I did and to be in a better position uh, today in my life. So, you know, we all make mistakes. Learn from it, grow from it, guys. Hopefully, you can learn from some of my mistakes. Um, you know, in life, and I'll continue to share more with you guys because there's definitely a lot more. Um, but as long as you make better decisions and winning decisions more than they're losing ones, I think that's the key because you can't let a fear of failure prevent you from taking action. You know, as an investor, as someone that's going to create a business or whatever it is, you you have to take some risk and you have to accept some of the loss with that, and that's okay if you lose once in a while, as long as you're winning a lot more. And so the losses that you have, which you will have, learn, grow from them, and that will help you make better winning decisions long-term. So I hope you guys benefited from this. I'd love to hear from you in the comment section. What's a mistake that you've made? Can you relate to any of the mistakes that I've shared with you? Let me know below in the comments. I'd love to hear what that is. Uh, if you enjoyed this video, give it a thumbs up. I can do more videos like this, sharing my experiences. If you guys give a thumbs up and let me know that you enjoy it. And of course, subscribe here on Project Life Mastery for more videos and more content on how to really improve your life. Thank you guys so much, God bless, and I'll see you again soon. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.